0: Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. Out. Welcome back. So that was a bit of nostalgia. Something that you can relate to. That intro music conjures memories, I'm sure, for you, Kelly.
1: Yep, I picture a head full of curly brown hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of heads full of Long. curly brown hair.
1: <laughs> Long, skinny scarves and. Happy Days,
0: the seventies. Yeah. Oh my God, Gabe Kaplan and John Travolta. John Travolta. I don't know the other guy's names. I just remember their their characters' name. Boom Boom Washington and Mm -hmm. uh, who was the one guy? He later just his career went the toilet. Epstein Mm
1: -hmm. and they
0: wound up boxing that one kid from Saved by the Bell. What what an embarrassment! No, you didn't know about about that. that. Oh, the two quintessential nerds that were separated by mm. multiple generations squared oh. off in the ring for publicity. You mean
1: Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. Yes.
0: Whoa. Who later passed away, yes, right? Diamond, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Boy, tragedies. Speaking of tragedies.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a welcome back episode for those of you who are die-hard fans of ours, the ones that listen daily. Thank you. I'm sure there was a universal what-the-fuck moment when, without warning, which is not like us, the gift of the day went dark, and we took an unexpected two-week hiatus. And of course, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, our absence would be otherwise undetectable, but it's my opinion that it's most definitely worth mentioning the why behind the what, Mm -hmm. and we'll be lingering upon this topic for a good while. And and for those of you obviously who listen constantly, Kelly's once again filling in as a guest and there's going to be some uh disclosure as to why. It's just been kind of a strange God time. Nice. Yeah. So Kelly, do you want to read the gift of the day with your sunglasses on?
1: Oh my God, do I have to. <laughs> David's laptop is as bright as the sun. Okay. Yeah. It says, "Oh, welcome back." That's it. Okay. I can <laughs>
0: Yeah, for those of you who think I'm just joking, Kelly and I have uh, one, well, we have a, a half full of differences. <laughs> <laughs> she loves dimly lit rooms and is averse to bright light, like a mogwai, and <laughs> I love light. It's just...
1: I love light too. But I love intense light. I just light. don't like being close to it on a computer screen.
0: Yeah. So I'm glowing in reflection of this this light in Kelly's sunglasses. <laughs> mm. she sits here next to me it's not 9 looking. PM in. As well. It is 9 pm yeah. yeah On June 1st and that's why you know we're fully disclosive that this episode is being recorded 14 days later, something crazy. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, let's let's get down to it. Let's talk about what the fuck happened. So if you're listening to this in sequence, yesterday was May 19th, it was Thursday, today's Friday the 20th. Thursday, we had a visit, and this is, you know, our day of bonding is today. I'm going to talk to you about a definite infringement upon the concept of bonding that took place. And then I'm going to talk about the rallying behind and the bonding that took place to make up for it. We had a visitor come and visit Sonnet Hill. And she went and saw her husband and showered him and was very close to him and came downstairs. And then we had a psychiatry appointment and she coughed in my face as we were having this appointment and said, Oh, I, that reminds me, I should probably tell you that I was exposed recently and and my jaw dropped. I thought she was joking. Because no one in their right mind would come to a dementia care facility and expose their loved one, the staff, the other frail elders, and, of course, the senior management team. I thought that that couldn't possibly be. Uh, no, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. And so what ensued was her husband came up positive And he was like a super spreader because he's our biggest wanderer. He was like a sprinkler and then we found out that another resident had caught it and that a staff member caught it and then finally i caught it and then kelly caught it so we were all COVIDed, and part of the reason why we didn't record was because of that but the other part was that we had our hands full trying to having been the last man standing for so long and having the honor of not having COVID in the building we had to make uh, a tremendous shift and my being remote was not helping to make up for this incredibly selfish act. And Kelly, do you want to explain what this woman decided to do after she exposed her husband, she exposed me and everyone else to COVID? What'd she do?
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, it's going to sound unbelievable. But I guess in the context of what she had already done, it was just another another step in that direction. Um so the, the next day or two days later, you and I were camping Yep. and um, you had an opportunity to talk to her and um, kind of get her side of the story and find out what was, what was going on. And she uh, revealed to you that she was on her way to, oh gosh, can I say it? Yeah. Like, I can say it. Yeah. She was going to her son's wedding. Yeah knowing that she had, um, COVID after having already infected, uh, your facility. Um, she was about to go to this large public-private gathering.
0: Yeah. Which I had heard these stories on the news. I couldn't believe it. I I wrote it off. No, no, no. These are sensationalized stories. Nobody's going to deliberately go out knowing that they're sick and spread this dreaded disease. She not only didn't give a fuck about her husband or anyone else living in the community of Sonnet Hill, the staff, the other visitors, uh, our hospice patients who could very easily die from this illness. But then she turns around and knowingly, because at the time she said she had been exposed, she wasn't certain that she had it. Mm -hmm. But after she knew she had it, instead of saying, well, I can't go to the wedding, she fucking went. And God knows what else she's done with the COVID being active. If she's going to do that, the sky's the limit in my opinion, right? Where does she draw the line?
1: Well, it's not even that. I think Um, the fact that she told you that she was going to the wedding was because she felt that you had inconvenienced her. Right. That was her son's (laughs) wedding day, David.
0: How dare you call me about my husband being sick because I'm busy... Infecting hundreds of people at the moment, and I, I've got to say, there was a, a space in my heart. And the, you know, I'm hearing my training as a death doula. You've got the doula's voice is non-judgmental, and it's you know, you you have to accept, you know, some of the mistakes that are being made because of emotional distress or whatever these influencers are. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take my doula hat off right now because I can't even fucking fathom forgiveness at this point. Mm-hmm much less understand and empathize with someone who's such a fucking pig. I'm, I'm not sorry. I was about to say I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's just unbelievable that you would impact so many people. And, and Kelly, we were talking offline about the ripple effect that one selfish act can leave in its wake. Do you want to explain what happened and what could have happened? during the COVID shutdown and the isolation that took place in the dementia unit.
1: Well, I mean, this is jumping ahead the whole 10 days or two weeks that sure that, for which there are missing episodes. Yep. But something happened, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. Um, that could have resulted in the end of someone's life. Yeah. And it would have been as a result of um him not being able to interact with his family yeah. and his loved ones because of the shutdown at, at Sonnet Hill. Right. It was close. It was extremely really close. close.
0: To 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 be specific, I'm a little bit more daring in my divulgence and I'll just take the episode down if someone has a problem with it. We have a resident who has a multiple diagnosis and one of them is a mental health issue and Being in isolation was a trigger for him, and it got to the point where he couldn't verbalize what his needs were anymore, and he hit a wall, proverbially, and actually literally, and he put himself in his room. He had found a pair of scissors, he put it up to his throat, and he said that he wanted to end his life, and that if anyone came near him, he would use the scissors he was done, he was he was feeling like he was imprisoned, he couldn't get out, he couldn't see his family, there was no point in moving forward, he was done with life. Fortunately, and I wanna thank the San Jose Police Department and all that were involved, my incredibly supportive team, because I had to be at a distance to field this and it's painful to, because I seem to be the panacea to this gentleman, I had to do it remotely because I couldn't put myself in a position of exposure. They talked him down. They got the scissors. They got him back and stabilized. And, of course, uh, he's fine today. But all of that, when you trace it back to what the antecedent was of all this, it was this woman's selfish act. There wouldn't be a reason for isolation had she used due diligence and was not incredibly selfish so the message that I'm sending out today is obviously none of my listeners would be this much of an asshole but I have to ask at what point had you done something where you realized that the ripple effect was pretty massive Mm -hmm. from one movement Mm -hmm. And did you learn from it? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So the homework today is pretty simple. It's to make sure that every step you take is calculated. And that you hold other people in in their best interest when you're making these decisions. And even though the impulse might be incredible to do something that could put somebody at harm, resist that temptation and i would love to hear your stories i'm I'm sure you have similar stories if not you but of others that have done things that are senseless that have tremendous impact and tremendous reach beyond anything they could have possibly thought but didn't think in advance and perpetrated so kind of a heavy episode it's been a heavy two weeks But we're happy to be back. Right. And I love that music so much, I'm going to end on it as well. Let's do it. Yeah. So, Kelly, <laughs> mm-hmm. now that we're back, what would you like to go and do?
1: Uh, it's just, it, it doesn't feel quite right to say it, but I think it's a good idea anyway. Yeah. To go out and, and fly the kite.
0: Absolutely. Yako Key. <laughs> come back your dreams were your ticket out